0: Hello and welcome to the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the awesome support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. I'll tell you what, this has been an absolutely massive day in terms of dining. Not only do we have the start of the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, and of course we'll have an awesome review for you right at the end, but also we got some incredible dining news about some very popular restaurants. And yeah, we start with the news when we actually have it. So that's where I'm going to start with this. And we have more restaurants returning to Walt Disney World. The first one I'm going to mention, a big one, one that people have been waiting for for quite a while. You know it, you love it, It's at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. It is Flying Fish. And they will be welcoming us back on January 27th with their signature seafood dishes. Now, also getting on the fun over at Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, we have the Turf Club Bar and Grill, a special spot with a reputation for delicious American flavors in every dish. I don't know if Disney wrote that or Jackie wrote it, but either way, I'm the one who just said it in this moment. Uh, oddly enough, last night, I went and did a dining review at Boma, and you'll have to wait to hear about how that went. So no spoilers from me, at least. Uh, but it's uh, one of the things I will say is the table was kind of left saying, "Man." boma is no gico and you know that's that's not a surprise that's not a surprise at all and we all wish that we could eat at gico and beginning february 17th finally can eat at gico the cooking place over at disney's animal kingdom lodge where you can savor the tastes and flavors of african indian and mediterranean cuisine all sounds very good uh over at cape may cafe it's been open at disney's beach club resort but on february 15th you'll be able to embrace the new england vibes as you once again feast upon an all-you-care-to-enjoy buffet so it's been doing the uh the family style meal for a while now, so it is going back to a buffet. And then starting January 31st, the Allen Compass Restaurant is back with some returning breakfast options and exciting new lunch offerings. You can start off by indulging in one of the delicious a la carte entrees like blueberry bacon pancakes, and don't forget to enhance your breakfast with a tasty buffet filled with dazzling additions to your entree, including pastries, fresh fruit, yogurt, parfaits, overnight oats, and house Jitter Biscuits with Country Gravy. I just can't wait. I love some great food news and this was all really good food news, Uh, but we are going to leave it with that and move on to our featured dining reviews that we have for you. And hey, I hope y'all love Fiasco out there because he really, really, really helped us out this week by coming up with a lot of reviews and picked some very different places. So I enjoy that. Not necessarily different than ones we've done before, but different in terms of each one is a little different. Well, only the two. And then the final one, of course, is Festival of the Arts. But first off, Fiasco headed to Pandora, the World of Avatar at Disney's Animal Kingdom to hit up Satuli Canteen. And I will say one thing, Rhino and I are kind of stuck in our ways in terms of what we eat at this restaurant. Fiasco tried something very different, so we need to get his take on it. So let's go ahead, listen to that review now.
1: Hello, everybody. Fiasco back again today from Disney's Animal Kingdom at Pandora. To get some lunch at Satouli Canteen. Uh, I've been here often, but today I'm going to try something I have yet to order before. Uh, Well, I'm going to build my own bowl, but I'm going to build it in a way I haven't built it before. Build your own bowl. That's $14.99. I did mobile order. That's highly encouraged at this location. And basically, you're going to choose your protein. Uh, I usually get chicken, but this time I got shrimp. And then for my base, I chose noodles, which I also don't normally get. And then uh, for my dressing, I got the the old reliable, the charred onion vinaigrette, which is usually what I do get. So, let's see. They, of course, have these um, popping vulva pearls in here, which are some sort of... uh, I'm gonna be immersed and assume there's some sort of foreign animal egg. I will, um, I will highly recommend the the charred onion vinaigrette with the noodles. The shrimp is delicious too. Very tender shrimp. Sometimes, um, sometimes you get tough shrimp, which I do not like. Not a fan of tough shrimp. Got to be tender. These are. These are nice and tender and lightly seasoned, but you can you can spice them up even more by getting some of that vinaigrette on there. A fun and helpful fact about um, dining early at Animal Kingdom: if you wanted to come here for breakfast, that like come to Animal Kingdom for breakfast, I would highly suggest that you do book a dining reservation if that's something that you were planning to do, because there is not a ton open. There's, um, If you go around the whole park, there's lots of little kiosks that will sell breakfast sandwiches. But if that's not something you can get behind, there's not a lot open before 11 a.m. However, I got here at 10 a.m., and Satuli Canteen was already serving lunch items. So, if you're wondering, we didn't make a reservation and my whole party's hungry, rest assured you can head over here and probably find something for everybody. Uh, cheeseburger pods, build your own bowls. Um, There's a kid's menu too, so no worries there. Mobile ordering went pretty smooth and flawless too. Maybe waited about five minutes after I placed it. Just hung out outside and didn't wait too long at all. Arguably one of the best quick services on property. I wish every theme park had something like Satouli Canteen. It's not your basic theme park food. You pay a couple bucks extra for that, whereas like if you went to Cosmic Ray's, a burger's probably about, about 11 bucks. Uh, this bowl being 15, I think is totally worth it. And I'd really like it if I saw more of this. Um, I want something like this in Magic Kingdom, because we really, yeah, we don't have anything like this in Magic Kingdom, really. It's mostly just all the, the realm of basic quick service. And then even, like, Hollywood Studios could use something like that, too. Uh, I mean, we do have Woody's Lunchbox, but that's just like, that's almost like a glorified kiosk with just some seating. There, you can never find seating at Woody's Lunchbox. Here at Satouli, there's plenty of seating, and is a full, full, quick-service restaurant. I love it. I really come here so Disney knows that this location is a success and they need to repeat it. And that zesty chard onion vinaigrette with a popping boba pearl, with that sweetness, with the savory noodles, this dish
0: slaps. I feel like I need to get back over to Satuli Canteen and get a bowl. The last time I was there, actually no, I was gonna I was gonna say the last time I was there I had cheeseburger pods, but no, I was able to eat at satuli Canteen with my uh, co-host of connecting with Walt. Technically, he's the host; I'm the co-host of connecting with Walt, Michael Bowling, and I had my absolute favorite bowl from Sotuli Canteen. So maybe I'm on to cheeseburger pods next. Maybe I need to try something different with the bowl. I don't know. I'll figure that out another day. But we are going to move on to the next dining review and. And uh, do you smell that uh, faint smell of seafood in the air? Does it smell like fish and chips? Because Fiasco went to Disney Springs to Cooks of Dublin to try out their famous fish and chips. I wonder if he talks about if they're better or not than the the fish and chips that you get at Epcot at the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. I don't know. We're just going to have to find out by giving it a listen.
1: But so, yeah, uh, I got some comments, you know, like five, six months ago that I need to come check out this place's chicken strips, and I came and I did that, and I did not regret it. They were amazing. But I've actually never even had the fish and chips here, which is, I feel like, what they're probably most known for. Uh, Cooks of Dublin here in Disney Springs, right by Paddlefish and Terralina, uh, right by Aaron McKenna's Bakery and that kind of area in between Gideon's, Morimoto Asia, all those places. Um, So I'm excited, I just placed my order, I'm waiting for it to come out, and then I'll check back in with you as soon as it gets here. All right, so at this point, I've actually already gotten my food and ate all of it, and I mean every last bite. uh, And I'm just recording the bulk of the video after I've eaten it. If you're wondering why I'm doing that now or why I do that sometimes, it's kind of just a read the room situation. Everybody around me that's dining there as well is just kind of quietly enjoying their lunch, having a nice conversation. And I feel like if I'm the only one that just pulls up my camera and just starts talking that I'm gonna be intrusive into, into their time. So just don't wanna be inconsiderate. So I decided to just film the bulk of the video after the fact and that's what we're doing. But uh, Cook's of Dublin. So there is some indoor seating and then there's also plenty of outdoor seating. Um, and I've eaten here once before and that was just the one other time I've logged it. Uh, you know, like I said, like five, six months ago. So this time I'm getting the fish and chips. That's what they're most known for and it's gonna run you $15. Uh, And that's just one big piece of beer battered cod. And then the oily but yet crispy steak fries that are gonna come unsalted. You're gonna salt to your liking yourself afterwards. Um, This was delicious. Uh, it's noon, and it is the first thing I've eaten all day, so let that be known. But I did eat every last bit of it. It was so good. Uh, in comparison, so you got something to kind of gauge it off of, in comparison to the fish and chips in Epcot UK Pavilion, Cooks of Dublin blows it out of the park, man. I mean, I love the Epcot fish and chips just as much as anybody else, but it is probably, you know, 50% batter. And this was not, it had just the right amount of crispy battery shell, and then super delicious flaky fish inside. Oh my goodness. If the chicken strips weren't enough to get me to come back here time and time again, the fish and chips are. Um, And just as a reference, the chicken strips here are amazing too. This place is a gem. This place is a gem. I'm gonna start coming here off video. I've never come here off video before, but I'm going to start making this one of my regular spots. Um, so yeah, Cooks of Dublin, two thumbs up for me on both counts on chicken and on fish and chips. This is honestly probably I'm trying to think, have I had better fish and chips on property? Not that I can recall. I might have had them sometime at a sit-down restaurant, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. So. As far as i'm concerned these are the best but yeah that's gonna do it for this quick little lunch vlog at cooks of dublin i'm so happy i came here maybe i'll come back tomorrow it was that good but let me know your thoughts have you dined at cooks of dublin if not what's the hold up why don't you come check it out it's really good take my word for it is the price is it a little pricey for what you're getting 15 bucks is just going to get you one big piece of fish and some chips, and then if I remember correctly, the chicken tenders were like three chicken tenders for about the same price. So is that pricey? Yes, but is it good? Oh, it is good.
0: I do want to thank Fiasco for going out and actually doing this review because it's been one that's been requested for me to do for a while now. And i it's nothing against Disney Springs. It's just such a hard place for me to get the motivation to actually go there and, and do these reviews. So I am happy that he loves it because he was able to make it all happen. So thank you, Fiasco, for getting out there. But... Oh boy, it is time for the big bad boy. We're talking our review of some of the food boosts at Epcot International... Festival of the Arts. I am literally struggling to remember what festival it is, even though I was just there all day. This review is about as fresh as you can get because we just finished compiling it all together. And I really hope that it helps you plan out what you want to get if you are attending this year's event. And You're going to hear from Fiasco, Haley was there too, I was there, Rhino was there, Denny was there, a great group of people, so I hope you are going to enjoy what you're about to hear.
1: Hello, everybody, we are back with another Disney Dining Show, this time coming to you from Epcot International Festival of the Arts 2022. We have a whole bunch of other team members here today, and we're all going to try tons, of different food booths but i'm excited
2: i'm very excited i'm very excited to try all the food
1: there's a couple old returning favorites i know we're going to try absolutely and a couple of new things that we're going to give a taste to as well but there there's a lot of us here and we're going to try a lot of different things we're going to bring you as much as much tasting as we possibly can to help you make the most informed festival of the arts day when you're here want to get started let's go let's go In case you were wondering what it's like trying to get one of the exclusive popcorn buckets and stuff, in this case the Figment popcorn bucket, on opening day, this is all line, And uh, it's being quoted at six and a half hours. So, whoa. For our first item, we stopped in the Painted Panda over in the China Pavilion, a very, very popular booth. Uh, It was looking very intimidating as we came up onto the line, but it wasn't as bad as it looked. I feel like we waited probably about 10 minutes, but the line looked really, really long. It did. And we got the General Sow's Shumai. Chicken shumai, right. They're like wontons.
2: They look delicious.
1: It was 10.50 and the presentation is beautiful. It is. You got these wontons with the sauce coming, the General Sow sauce coming out of the top, looking like a volcano. And they're on this. Uh, looks like a
2: pickle. It's a cucumber. It looks like a little cucumber boat. There you but go. It is beautiful. I love the presentation. Let's and dig in. I'm excited to try it. That's very important. I'm just gonna pop it on in my Same. mouth. Same. Mm. Mmm. That's really good. Oh, I love that. It's just a, it has a little kick to it. It's a little spicy, but not too spicy
1: right so when you're on the level of general sows it can be a very mild to sweet spice to very spicy this is very much in the middle you nailed it on the head and is this a pickle
2: it's like um excuse me it does taste like a pickle but i don't know (laughs) all i know is it's pretty sweet
1: i'm pretty sure it's a pickle
2: what i love about this is that the little um what are these wontons
1: they're like wontons, or they um, are wontons, They're a little yeah.
2: spicy, a little sweet, and then the pickle slash cucumber does complement it pretty well, so it's like also a really like refreshing taste, so it's not too overpowering.
1: Oh, we are off to a good start. This is probably one of the best items that I've ever had at an Epcot festival.
2: You're splitting that with me.
1: Okay. I was hoping I could get away without you noticing. The, yeah. Mm-mm. All right, cut it in half. I'm going to have to get another one of these. Um... I'm a big fan yeah. of a local restaurant called Hawker's Street Fair, mm. and I always get the uh, S- Szechuan wontons there. Mm-hmm.
2: It's delicious. It's over in Windermere.
1: These are better than those.
2: Yes. I actually agree. It Just uh, just keep it in mind. It is a little spicy, but maybe I'm sensitive to spice. But like I said, the pickle really does help with the spice, I think.
1: The pickle's you know. also got a little bit of uh, that, that uh, General Tso's sauce on it as well. And yeah, I mean...
2: Mmm. This is Mm. honestly so delicious. (laughs) Like, one of my favorite things I've tried at a festival, I'm not going to lie, I just, I thought it was, like, enough food, too, for, for sharing. No, it was perfect. It was delicious, sweet, spicy, savory. That's, I love it. I don't even, I have so many good things to say about it.
1: Seriously, if you think this is up your alley when you're at Festival of the Arts, and the China booth line looks wrong, or looks long... Sorry? It's worth it. <laughs> it is worth it. As many thumbs up as I can give this dish. Yeah, for real. I'm giving it the presentation, was beautiful, and then the enjoyability of eating it was even better.
2: And there is a little bit of cilantro on top of that. I don't know if we mentioned before, but it's either a love-hate relationship with people and cilantro. So just please keep that in mind when you're going to order this. And how much was it? Did you mention that? 1050. 1050. It's a great price. You're getting three and it's perfect for sharing. Loved it. 10 out of 10. So actually 1075
1: oh 1075 1075 and with that we are on to the next one
0: ahoy hoy everyone craig is hungry so he is eating for the first time of the 2022 epcot international festival of the arts and that's the first and last time i speak about myself in the third person i apologize if that came off weird but I decided to start with one of the closest boosts that you could hit as soon as you're entering in, World Showcase. You know, it is just, just as you enter in before you even get to Canada, if you turn right, and it is the deconstructed dish. And what I got here is the deconstructed French onion soup. It is $6.50. It's beef broth, beef broth ravioli, gruyere espuma, Onion bread pudding and onion textures. Ooh, onion textures. I believe that means like crispy, crunchy onions on the top. That's what they mean by textures. It looks really, really good just looking at it. Nice nice little bowl here. And uh, inside the ravioli, it appears to be like literally straight liquid beef broth. I don't know why I keep wanting to say beet, adding teas to beef when there doesn't need to be teas in beef that's just classic me here but i am very excited to dig into this one and denny also got food here at the deconstructed dish it's uh it's no surprise if you watched our episode of off the rails of which one she got there i'll just say it's jiggly and she's gonna try hers as soon as i'm finished uh trying mine so i genuinely don't even know how to like handle this one because the ravioli is just gonna ooze out and oh okay i have to show you what just happened here for a second so i poked the ravioli and it was like a pimple bursting and out came the beef broth and it's just kind of oozing out there and uh what's what's under there okay that's like the uh i believe that's the bird that's the bird Uh, It's like extra bread under there. That's the onions and more onions. Okay. Um, I I think I need to take my first bite. Denny and I consulted Dr. Google very quickly to find out that a uh, espuma is... That's how... Yeah, an espuma is a culinary foam. So the white stuff on this dish is a Gruyere foam. And then on the bottom, that is obviously the onion bread pudding. I think this is gonna be delicious. I'm, it, It's a little wiggly, but it seems like it's gonna be tasty. I have very positive news to report. I am extremely happy with it. It is basically onion on onion on onion on onion on onion. And that is a great thing. And actually my favorite part of this has to be the onion bread pudding on the bottom denny would be obsessed with it because it is basically like a stovetop stuffing which is her favorite real stuffing no way forget about it she's stovetop all the way and so uh the onion bread pudding at the bottom is really tasty uh the one thing i wish there was more of was actually the gruyere uh the gruyere foam because i feel like it is so oniony that there's there's nothing cutting it and Uh, The Gruyere would actually be a great balance for it, you know, just like a French onion soup. You shred all that Gruyere and then broil it on top or, you know, use a blowtorch on top if you want to, but get it all bubbly and gooey and it's good. There's just not enough of it, but I'm gonna get one more bite just to double check what I thought. Yes, I am correct with my original assumptions on this and Denny pointed out watching me, it is not an easy one to eat. That is correct. For $6.50 though, if you're a fan of French onion soup, this is a different take on it. I actually really recommend it. So now we get to hear about Denny's dessert from Deconstructed Dish.
3: All right, it is time for me to try, as Craig puts it, my wiggly key lime pie. This is again from Deconstructed Dish. This is their deconstructed key lime pie. And um, I don't know about you, but anything key lime, I'm in, I set it on off the rails, anything citrus, I love. So I'm excited to be able to try this. Um, It is definitely different. It is definitely deconstructed and it is wiggly and jiggly, Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Here's the official um, description. So it's flexible key lime curd, key lime in quotes, key lime mousse, graham cracker cake and meringues. So we've got two little meringues. Actually, they're bigger than I thought they were gonna be, so I'm kind of psyched about that. And then we've got two fresh raspberries. There's the quote-unquote key lime mousse right there. How cute is, it's just so cute. And it's, it's just this beautiful little bright lime green, it looks like half of a lime, key lime sitting on your plate, but it's not, that's the mousse. And there's our graham cracker cake, little petite cake. And then we have um, just uh, some, what I believe is gonna be raspberry. And those dollops are glittery. We have edible glitter going on here. Shout out to contributor Erica. This this is replacing her very favorite thing from deconstructed dish, which was the deconstructed strawberry cheesecake. It also featured edible glitter. So here's some glitter if you need it, okay? We're gonna try this. Let me, let me get a little bit of everything. <laughs> See how it is. Get some of my wiggly wiggly jiggly key lime. Okay, I'm gonna leave the meringues because as you know, if you know meringues, they are toasty and hard to get into. And let me get a little bit of the <laughs> the mix. I have no complaints. None. None. None is delicious. Let me have some of this puree. Mmm. Okay. Nice bright pop of raspberry there. That is lovely. Oh yeah, this is delicious. I am, as someone who enjoys key lime, I am not disappointed at all in what they've done with a flexible, deconstructed key lime pie. I'm going to eat every single morsel of this and I am going to enjoy it. Let me chomp into one of these meringues while I'm here. Fellas, friends, it's just a sweet meringue, which, you got to have it on the plate, right? Because you usually have a toasted meringue on top of your key lime pot. Is it something that I have to have? Again, not necessarily. I, that being said, it's sugary, so I will eat it. Inevitably, it's getting eaten. This is $6.25 from the Deconstructed Dish Boot. And that's really good. I have no... See the... You can see the mousse inside. If you're listening, there's mousse inside of that key lime. That little mound of mousse that was that was formed and shaped to be a little half of a key line delicious two thumbs up and i'm gonna eat the rest
0: my next item comes from gourmet landscapes also known as canada i mean that's the location the name of the booth is gourmet landscapes but it's right outside of canada you can't miss it i promise you that and lots of interesting things on this menu like the wild mushroom risotto and the blood orange braised beet carpaccio, but of course I had to go with the roasted bear, bone marrow. The roasted bone marrow with onion, marmalade, pickled mushrooms, masha, match, mash lettuce, then mash M-A-C-H-E. Masha. I've never
3: lettuce? It. I would
0: say mash. Mosh lettuce and bone marrow snow this bad boy will set you back $10.50. And it feels heavy because it is a bone, but it's a big bone. I mean, that can be said. And, uh, yeah, I, I love bone marrow. I've never eaten it just like on its own. It's always been with steak. And, uh, this just, it called to me. This is one of the most unique things I feel like. Uh, an Epcot festival has had like this feels like it's almost better suited for uh, a food and wine fest necessarily than than Festival of the Arts. I don't care why it came here, how it got here. I just care that it's here. So, oop, I'm losing some stuff. But let me go in for my first bite. I have to say I really enjoy this because I love bone marrow. Uh, my complaint, obviously. Like with all bone marrow, there's never enough, but you can't do anything about that. I mean, it is what it is. My complaint with it, though, is that the pickled mushrooms and the onion marmalade actually dominate the flavor over the bone marrow by itself. So my first bite, I tried to get everything on, which is fine, except then all I could taste was pickled mushrooms and, again, the the, uh, onion marmalade with it. And that's not good. I came here for the bone marrow. I want the bone marrow first and foremost. So then, with the rest of the bone marrow that I had in the bone, because I've pretty much cleaned it out by now, I don't want to, I don't want to spill it all over. So I can't, I can't really uh, showcase it for the people who are watching this and for the people who are listening. Trust me, I, uh, I'm, I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done the right way. But yeah, it's uh, together. Together, it's not that strong. But when you break it down by individual pieces, I think it's all very nice. You know, it has to be asked too. Is this actually worth it for $10.50? Very steep. Uh, Absolutely not. It is not worth it at all. But as a one-time splurge, I'm okay with it. You know, to review it, I'm fine with it. I would not come back and get this at this point. And you'd have to really love bone marrow. But again, once once all the other flavors dominate it, that kind of hurts it. But I'm, I'm happy I tried it this one time. I won't get it again. But I hope they keep stretching their legs and continue being adventurous because that to me is what's most important here.
1: Next up, we went to the Pastoral Palette in Germany to get a beloved favorite. It's probably at this point, the item that's lasted through many festivals the longest. It's been here for years and years and years. It's one
2: of my favorites.
1: That is the red wine braised beef short rib for... So that was coming in at $8.25. And Haley, what, what is it?
2: So it's a red wine braised beef short rib with parsnip puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and aged balsamic. And it is one of my favorite dishes here from the Festival of the Arts ever. It's the best repeat. Well, one of the best repeats, I think.
1: No, and there's a reason why it repeats year after year, but we better dig in because at this point, this dish that's supposed to be served warm (laughs) is definitely cold by now because of how long it took us to find a place to set up and film. But it's fine. Let's dig in. And
2: this is why I love it because it's so good. It's so good. Salty. It's sweet. Delicious. And the braised beef is still warm. Yeah, and the tomatoes add like a perfect pop of like freshness and sweetness, I think it's
1: delicious. Wind almost took it away there.
2: Yeah, it's perfectly tender too. Falls right off and it's perfect. I love that it can just fall apart on your fork the second you take a bite. It's fantastic.
1: I feel like the pieces of braised beef are getting smaller.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like
1: Hmm. last festival that had this, which I think, this appears at more than just Festival of the Arts. It's like here during Flower and Garden. I think even maybe Holidays had it. Um, but... You know, you could food, be right about that. Food and that. Wine, I think, maybe even has it sometimes. And I remember getting multiple pieces of braised beef at, at one point. Mm-hmm. And now there's just the one small piece. Or
2: it's like, or it was a little bigger than this. I do think so. I, actually, this is a little bit smaller than I remember.
1: Yeah, this is definitely, I think, smaller. But, nonetheless, good. It's still good. Uh, I still... If, if We forgot about our joke. Oh. We were going to come in at the front of this part of the video and say... For our second item, we got the uh, the the <laughs> item back in China. We, this is why we didn't tell the <laughs> joke
2: because we're very bad at telling. But it, so,
1: but and then I was like, just kidding. We wish it was, but yeah, no. Like I I do want another one of those. Like I had this, and if I and if I was gonna double up an item, which I might, I'm gonna get another one of those uh, those General Sow's wonton things. So yeah, I
2: think my number one favorite is the General Sow's wonton things, and this will this. Why not?
1: This is really good. Yeah, There's well, a reason This is why the
2: only things I've tried, but that is my favorite, and then this.
1: There's
0: a reason why this comes back year after year.
2: Exactly.
1: But with that, we have some new things to try, I'm too. I'm going to
2: finish the rest.
1: Let's go try our new things after that.
0: I am on to what I believe will be my final dish of the day, and this comes from the Pastoral Palette. Mm-hmm in Germany. And a lot of hearty dishes here inspired by timeless Bavarian folk art. But the one that felt the most timeless and inspired by Bavarian folk art to me was the wild boar cassoulet with duck confit, ham hock, and wild boar sausage. Now, this thing is ridiculously priced at $9. And I say that only because uh, it it is beautiful. The mixture of colors, the, the white beans that are under, under it all you know that it's it's white beans but it's going to given it that yellow color because of the entire casserole nature of the dish and then the green smear around the side just it's it's popping the brown sausage it all looks good but the thing is I thought I'd be able to piece together what everything was and I can tell what the wild boar sausage is but I'm not seeing duck confit but Denny explained to me that the duck confit might be mixed in to the stew portion with the uh, with the actual beans and such as well as the uh, ham hock that's in there so it's also like kind of like Hoppin' John a little bit like ham hock and, and beans so I like that maybe I'll like this so I'm going to start with the casserole see how it goes the beans in that little stew that's part of it's definitely tomato forward for me so it kind of tastes like a chili subtract the meat but keep a lot of beans mostly beans and that's what I'm getting from it and it's not bad but I mean it's also not filling it's a small little portion of beans with some carrots and you know I think a couple other vegetables maybe mixed in there too it's not super impressive but maybe 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 this boar sausage will blow my mind there's only three pieces of wild boar sausage in it and that's not nearly enough because that is the standout part of the dish it is incredible you know it's just full of fresh herbs inside there it's very fragrant and it's really nice and it's not like too heavy for a for a boar sausage and it's not it's not like crazy either it just tastes like really good sausage and, uh, yeah, I really have no complaints about that. I really, really enjoy it. I The beans and such, I, I, let me try them one more time, make sure I'm not crazy. Okay, I believe I found some duck meat in this as well, too. If it's shredded duck meat, then that's where that is. And it's a lot better when you have it with the beans than just the beans by itself. So, I don't know if I just didn't mix this all together or if I had a bad approach on it. I'm not quite sure, but I like it. I just don't like it for the price. If this would be like $6.50, I'd be sitting here saying this was a steal, but in $9, very expensive, very expensive. So yeah, unless you really want to try this boar sausage, I'd probably pass on it. But if you like boar and you want this boar sausage, give it a shot, you know, what is it but money? It's just, it's disposable. Everyone has disposable income, right? No, not me.
3: So I have gotten a dish that I immediately saw when the the menus were released and it intrigued me greatly. I'm one of those people who actually enjoy cilantro. And so this is a cilantro based dish. This is the Juarache Verde from El Artista Ambriento. So it's over by the Mexico Pavilion. And I mean, I, I try things at that booth On every first festival day and I have yet to be sorely disappointed. I really really enjoy everything that I get over there. And so I have gotten the Huarache Verde today and here's the official description. Cilantro Huarache there's many. Our friends just strolling by. How fun is that? So again, it's cilantro huarache with cochinita, cochinita pibil. I'm trying to pronounce this correctly. Forgive me if I did not. Uh, fresh pineapple and pickled onion. It's $7.50. And of course, with any uh, first festival day, there's a line right now. So we'll see if the weight in the line was worth it. We've got um, uh, just if you. If you are listening along, we have got this beautiful green, deep green, cilantro orache that everything is, is based upon. You've got the shredded pork, uh, that's the pavil, cochinito pavil, and then you've got pineapple on top, a pineapple salsa, and pickled onions, and some black beans, because you gotta throw in some black beans there somewhere, right? So let me try to dig in here. Oh, okay. The rarache on the inside is soft. Interesting. Mm. Okay, number one, the pork has a really nice flavor. Cochinita pibil, from what I understand, is supposed to be more on the sweet side of things with with a little bit of spice, but not too spicy. This is really good. There's some heat there, not too much of it. The cilantro rarache. Let me see if I can get some more. It doesn't taste overly cilantro. So if you're cilantro averse, you might be okay. All in all, this is just really, really good. It's warm. It's good. Something that I enjoy from uh, from that booth, from usual, the booths that are there normally adjacent to the Mexico Pavilion, is that they're substantial. They usually have a more substantial option. And so for $7.50, this isn't going to completely fill you up, but it's going to get you on your way. And you're going to actually feel like you've eaten something Um, That you've eaten something and you kind of need a little something in your stomach if you're gonna be doing the festival all day long So two thumbs up for me so far so good
1: All right, so for our personal last booth for the day, it actually wasn't even a booth It's located inside Tangerine Cafe. The Morocco items are this year. So for that there's three unique items We got all three of them uh, the first one we got the carrots three ways. So that's you know carrot puree Full baby carrots and then pickled shaved carrots. That was $4.25 the crispy almond pockets that was four seventy-five. And then the Chai Tea Sparkler for 4.75. And Haley, take it away with those descriptions.
2: Yeah, so the Carrot Three Ways is a bur... Excuse me if I do... Excuse me if I pronounce some words wrong. Um, burberry Spiced Grilled Carrots, Pickled Carrots, and Carrot Ginger Puree. And that last one sounds so delicious to me. And then next we have the Housemaid Crispy Almond, Leo Pockets. Excuse me if I pronounce it wrong. With White Chocolate Pomegranate, Milk Chocolate, Orange, and Dark Chocolate... Is that right?
1: Uh, cardamom.
2: Cardamom. <laughs> I need to wake up and go back to uh, back to school. Okay, and then we lastly have the chai tea mint, like mimosa, but it's a non-alcoholic version. Yep. And I was sipping on it, and um, it is so delicious. I love that it's not too sweet. It just you can really taste the chai, the ginger, and all that good stuff in there, and the lime. And yeah, I recommend just grabbing one of these for a nice, a refreshing pick me up. Okay, everything is so delicious. I haven't dug into the um, little pockets here yet, but I am excited, and what do you think?
1: Uh, so I, I haven't had those yet either, but just because we're at Festival of the Arts, let's talk about presentation here. Yes. So the carrot dish is presented beautifully. Um, you have the fresh taste of the carrot puree. That's just a very natural carrot flavor. With the pickled carrots, again, it's a pickled carrot, shaped, thinly shaved pickled carrots. That's the taste that you'd expect it to be. Nice, Nice little tang. Uh, and then those full baby carrots are seasoned with a little bit of a kick, and if you give it about ten seconds after you eat it, you feel that punch. You feel that real nice kick, and I love that. The full baby carrots with the spiciness in it. Those, those are my favorite carrots on this plate by far. But let's let me try the dessert because I have yet to have any of this, and it looks delect-
2: crunchy, delectable,
1: <laughs> and crunchy.
2: Oh, it like breaks apart right when you put your fork in it. Mmm. Is it good? Right away?
1: It's so warm inside.
2: Oh, the pomegranates. Oh, we love pomegranates. We buy a ton of pomegranate seeds at home and just snack on them, so this is...
1: They got the little pomegranate seeds in there? Mmm. This is delicious. Wow. Listen. For $4.75 for this dessert, if I ordered this at restaurant Marrakesh for $10, and this is what came out, I would not complain. Mmm. This that's, is beautiful. Best of the arts is hitting it out of the park right now. I'm happy with absolutely everything we've tried. Me too. I'm very impressed. And I'm just not, I'm, I'm just not attaboying them and giving them a pat on the back for no reason. Literally, mm. all four items we've tried today were slammed. I'm happy. I'm really happy. And again, Both of these items are brand new to the festival this year. We've never seen them before. And the carrot dish, specifically, is 100% vegan. It's just spices, carrots, and some seasoning. Yeah, I
2: love the, um, so like I said, I was excited for the ginger puree. I liked that one the most. And then I think I liked the, um, what was the other one? Not the pickled one. The, um, the spice, the other spice one. Not a big, big, big fan of pickled things, but... I really did enjoy that. And this here, the little pockets, I think this is my favorite. It's so perfect. It's so crunchy, warm, and sweet. And then, ooh, it's delicious.
1: All right, Please Haley. Please run and
2: get this. And then the, hold on. And then the little pomegranate seeds adds just like a sw- sour burst. I love it. I'm I'm having a great time. <laughs>
1: if you were to recommend the viewers and listeners two items that they must get at Festival of the Arch 2022, oh, okay, what okay. two items?
2: okay. Um, number one is the, um, the first one, the, the booth in China. The wontons. The wontons. I, uh, go get those first. General sauce. so delicious. And then, um, my second favorite, it might be this, these pockets here. Well,
1: you know what's funny? What? My choices are the exact same as yours. So hey, maybe you just got to (laughs) deal with our picks because they're good.
2: I'm, I am serious. It's fantastic. Please get those two items, and I would love to hear what you think of them.
1: And if you're a vegan, this is a great vegan dish. Even better. It's not going to fill you up. Yeah. It's just carrots. But But I'm so happy that
2: they have that option. So good, so good. I'm going to finish this.
1: This was fun, guys. We'll we'll see you next one.
3: So we are here in the France Pavilion. We are not eating food from the France Pavilion, but from uh, Vibrato and vivanti, the Encanto Cochina. We are eating both, uh, we picked up a rhino. Rhino is here. And he's gonna have something in just a minute, but I'm having something that is quickly melting in the bright light of the sun. It's the passion fruit mousse, it is $5. And it is indeed a version <laughs> of what it was last year. This was on the menu. I tried it last year and absolutely loved it. It came with a carnival light chocolate mask on top, the whole nine yards. But everything's being themed this year to Encanto at the booth. And I'm going to take a bite. Look how pretty it is. We get points for art here at the Festival of the Arts. So it's absolutely lovely. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to do a little cross-section for you. If you are watching, you can see the uh, mousse that we've got on. We've got dragon fruit jam going on in here too. I'm gonna take a big bite. Here we go. So again, if we look at the cross section. So last year there was a bit of a white chocolate piece on the base of this dessert. That is not here this year. So I have to say I'm a little disappointed in that because that actually brought some of, just a fun texture, something different, a new flavor as well. This is very bright though, it's very nice. It's light and it's airy. So if you're not looking to have something that is really gonna fill you up or weigh you down for your park day, this might be a good uh, a good choice for you. It's fun and it's a little something different. I'm gonna get some of the whipped cream. Here's my summation here. I would have purchased the passion fruit mousse last year again, I'm not gonna purchase this one again. Is it nice? Sure, it's nice but it's not everything I want it to be. There isn't a difference in texture. Now, granted, we've got the white chocolate piece on top, so this replaces what was, is supposed to replace what was below. I'd still rather have it in the format that it was last year, but it's all right. It's pretty, but I'm not gonna get it again. Rhino, empanada.
4: Denny already kind of hit it at what I got. I got the house-made chorizo and potato empanada with turmeric aioli and anana aioli as well. This is one of the... wonderful art walk I feel like I'm saying that wrong and I had it open a second ago it's the wonderful walk of color cuisine so you can get a stamp in your book that if you get all of those uh, all of those stamps you get a uh, treat from deco delights I guess so um, the empanada looks pretty good it's pretty uh, a pretty good-sized portion for, I feel like for a total of $6.50 is what it was. It could be deceiving. We don't know. I haven't cut into it yet because it could just be hollow on the inside. But it's colorful. It's light. I am starving. So I am just ready to, to eat my little heart out. Sugar. Pretty dense in there, so I'm happy about that. So what's pretty nice is that the empanada is actually, I feel like, fairly densely packed with um, ingredients. Uh, the chorizo is nice and spicy, which I really, really like. Um, and it's—I was worried I was going to cut in and it was just going to be like potato, but um, this is pretty, pretty good. The the um, the pastry part of the empanada, the uh, crust is also pretty good. I mean. I know these are terrible descriptions. It's um, crunchy and delightful. There's nothing worse than an undercooked empanada, I feel like. The sauces they have on top of here too, the aiolis are just delightful. And um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with this choice. I feel like for the amount of money it is, it's actually a pretty solid deal, pretty solid bet. Um, I'm gonna take another bite. I would 100% get this again, and I would recommend it to people absolutely wholeheartedly. Delicious.
3: All right, so I'm back, I'm back to show you that I have discovered the dragon fruit jam. So it's not quite in the, I mean, maybe it's toward the center, but I kept eating, finally got to that little portion. So let's take a taste of that. Oh, And it's a solid disc. (laughs) It's a solid disc of dragon fruit jam. Mm. Friends, no. I mean, it was (laughs) all no. There's a little blob of dragon fruit jam jelly mashed in there, shoved in there. No, I'm gonna skip this. I mean, I'm gonna skip this. Let me know if you have this uh, this year and enjoy it. Maybe I'm missing something. I will finish it though, because it's something sweet that's in front of me.
4: Our next stop on the Whirlwind Food Tour is the Deco Delights, and that is located near Port of Entry. And uh, the item I got here is the orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry meringues. It's a very colorful item. Uh, it, I'm not sure what the orange mousse part of it is, if that's the blue part. 'Cause there's a lot of yellow, purples, blues, and it's all on like a little a little cookie, it looks like. So but I love lemon and I love orange, so anytime it's one of those things. I had to fight Denny to the death for this. So <laughs> we've seen the last of her, unfortunately. He won. Um
0: That's a hard one. First
4: thing right is there. I there's the meringue is sitting right on top of the cake, so I thought it was gonna be like whipped cream and I'd be able to cut right through it, and that' was not the case. I am going to just dip in and taste a little bit of these little colored dots that they put on the plate though. I think that's lemon curd. It is lemon curd. It's delicious. I'm going to like lay this down, the little uh, lemon cake down on its side because I can't get through the raspberry uh, the raspberry meringue. I love a good lemon cake. And this is lemon cake. So there's a second meringue on this plate but I'm going to just eat the cake and the meringue as one. I regret doing what I did. Putting the cake and the meringue in my mouth together was not a great idea because for me, I like to let meringues dissolve. And even trying to bite through it with the cake. I mean, the the raspberry and the lemon together are good, but the meringue, it's a texture thing. It doesn't really make sense to me. It's like this fluffy cake, this harder sugary thing. I don't get it, but I am gonna cut into the mousse now as well, which the cookie, the shortbread cookie underneath is a little difficult to get through. And I don't think the mousse tastes like orange at all. It's not colorful, colored to orange. So I'm not. I might be missing something. I might be confused. The mousse on the inside is just white. I, I mean, it can taste like orange and be white still, but very light on the orange. Very light. There is a sliver of a candied orange on this plate, though. Is that the orange I'm That's supposed to be getting? <laughs> that was it. Orange and mousse. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, the elements are fine. Like the cook is fine, the cake was fine, the mousse is fine. I don't, but I think it's a no for me. I think it's a miss for me because it's it's for something. It's like four. It was four fifty. Just get just just go get another empanada. Get out. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm sure there's a better dessert. I'm not unhappy. I got it, but I'm a little unhappy. I got it.
0: I haven't had enough time to let the overall festival sink into how I feel about it this year, but I, I will say just how I feel at this current moment, I'm not unhappy with any of the choices I made this year. And looking at what the rest of the group got, you know, the only one that I was truly jealous of was Rhino with that empanada. But overall, I guess my entire feelings of this event was like, yeah, I'm glad I tried everything, but I don't need to eat it again. And... I pretty much got everything that I truly wanted the first time around. So, I don't know if this festival has a lot of repeat value for me. And I don't know. It was also it's a weird day, you know. It was kind of hot in the sun, it was cold in the shade. I was just constantly scratching my head at all the people out there waiting 6 hours, 5 to 6 hours for a Figment popcorn bucket. Uh, I, it's just, there was so much happening today. And I, I hope I can settle in with my thoughts by the time we roll around to the Walt Disney World edition podcast. And surely we're going to bring up Festival of the Arts on that again. But I, I just truly, truly, truly feel like this festival in terms of the food for me was a one and done. I, I, I got what I wanted. I didn't want any of those things over again. And the only thing I would go after was the empanada that Rhino had. But I will also say too, I had a very delicious beer. It was a Playa Linda strawberry blonde ale that was nitro, so it had that extra that extra creamy mouthfeel to it. It really opened up the flavors a little bit more. It it was really tasty. It was really good for a nice warm day in Central Florida when the sun is beating down on you. That's a a nice, nice beer uh, to have. So I do recommend that if you want to try anything. But that's the only beer I was able to try as well, too, because of how busy the day was. So hopefully I'll be able to update you in a couple weeks at least on some more beer recommendations from the event. But that's the one I have for you now. Only one I tried and was a huge hit with my taste buds. And yeah. I'm thinking about going back and getting another one. Not not tonight, not tonight, but very soon. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I really hope you all enjoyed it out there. And if you did, hey, remember you can support us by booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And hey, you could also help us out by making sure that you subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts so you get those new podcasts as soon as they're available. And then also, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying the show. I honestly I have not looked at the ratings and reviews to see if there are any new reviews and shout outs to give just because I am in a time crunch with this episode trying to get it up as quickly as possible before I have to leave to go on a little uh, getaway vacation. So I I will give you your shout out next week if I oh, if you left a comment and I just missed it with this week. So I apologize. I'll go through all that next week. And uh, yeah, gives you gives you time to get a shout out on the next episode, too. So Go ahead get those reviews in. I'd really appreciate it. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.